0: coffee drinkers, bass players around the world, musicians. uh, It's a bit of a working episode right now. This is one busy, long week of music and shows. Um, Those of you who listen to the podcast or follow me at all, I know that I live in LA for quite a long time now, know that I'm not the Mr. In-Town working guy. I don't play gigs um, every night of the week, even, even Two nights a week is is a stretch for me, and that's exactly what I've got this week. Two nights. Uh, one night with Bob Reynolds, so not so much prep for that. It's a regular gig at the Baked Potato, Thursday night, tomorrow night. And then I'm playing with Leo Tizer, piano player Leo Tizer, uh, down at Spaghettini's on Saturday night. So I do have to learn, or am, rather, learning a ton of new music for that. And then Monday night, uh, just five days from now, I'm out. Uh, Red Eye to New York, straight into rehearsals with Steve Smith, the new Vital Information Trio. And uh, we have, let's see, one show up in Rhode Island uh, on the, I want to say the... 15th, and then we play 16, 17, 18 at Birdland in New York. So I'm really deep in kind of rebooting that Steve Smith slash vital information petition of my hard drive. That is what I'm going to be working on in this episode. I wanted to speak to you guys, obviously, um, and not get lax on the uploading of the podcast. But at the same time, I've got a lot to get done. So why not combine the two I'm going to start off. These are the first notes of the day. Literally, I I just put my bass on, and uh, there's, there's no direct audio for this. This is just the front mic on the Zoom H6. And some spillover from the from the vocal mic. So it's not gonna be the most intense in-your-face bass sound. And I'm you know monitoring the audio that I'm playing along to through the studio speaker. So that's what's going on Sonically. It's really a run and gun episode today, and a very typical look inside how I work on music. Both, you know, for shows coming up in town and uh, more importantly in the long term for shows that I have on the road. Like the bigger commitment. We're going to be doing a West Coast tour in March with Steve Smith with Vital Information and an East Coast tour in June. Um, Sprinkling in some touring with my own trio. I'm sure there'll be gigs with Bob Reynolds as well. So next year is looking a little busier. Uh, than it has the past two and a half years, which is awesome. It's great to be back playing live. I'm going to stop yakking. I'm going to get into this. uh, The first track I'm going to work on is a thing called 8 Plus 5. And it was written by Steve and Baron Brown and... Vinnie Valentino, and it was arranged by, uh, by Spot Robert Searlight from... Um, Wright rather, from... Uh, you probably know him as the drummer from Snarky Puppy. He has a band called Ghost Note now. Um, and he arranged this for the VF Jams thing that happened a few years ago. This was uploaded uh, September 6, 2019. You can go check this out on YouTube if you want to listen to it in uh, high quality at your leisure. It's VF Jams Live featuring Steve Smith. I'm going to try and get through the tune start to finish hopefully no mistakes still reading a little bit of course i want to commit all of this stuff to memory so i'm not reading on the gig or hardly reading on the gig Um, that's the that's the idea but this chart is long it's you know four plus five it's four four plus five eight it's thirteen it's not the most common thing you find yourself uh playing all the time so it's it's good it's a really nice uh challenge and a discipline to just run this over and over i should say that I this is not like the first time I'm playing it. I have played this live once with Steve uh, at the Drumio Drum Festival early 2020, pre-pandemic. And um, in terms of my process this week in getting this music ready to play live, this isn't the first time I'm playing it. This isn't a read-through. Um, it should mostly be under my fingers. There shouldn't be that many excuses for mistakes at this point. But that's where I am. It's Wednesday. It's five days before we hit the rehearsal studio or six days before we actually hit the rehearsal studio. So... This is kind of where, it's a good place to be. I'm pretty much 100% there in terms of having everything under my fingers. So let's give it, let's give it a run through. It's about seven minutes long, so hang tough. Ah. <laughs> uh. You guys still with me? <laughs> Six minutes and change later. Told you it was a long one. But, um, yeah, okay. Kind of one, one boo-boo there. Uh, I just miscounted the number of times. Oh, yeah. Miscounted the number of times. <laughs> <laughs> that's only twice there so as you can hear there's <coughs> there's not a lot of time off in that tune uh, from a bass player rhythm section standpoint it's pretty full on from start to finish there are two is it two or three times where Steve sings the conical that, that whole thing it's only twice that that happens so there's literally only two kind of long 13s quarter note 13 one, two, three, four like that two um, bars of 13 like that where you really kind of okay collect your thoughts get ready for the next section oh, hydration time here so yeah that's good I'm, I'm happy with that I'm in a good place um, definitely getting into autopilot in terms of knowing the tune which is great I don't want to be thinking about it. I don't want to be really like, like reading the chart in my mind, even if I've quote-unquote memorized it. I really just want to know it. So I'm happy with that. Um, we'll start it together, end it together. That's a good sign. And let's close that up. Let's shut that down. There's some really cool variation on this as well, on this gig, because Manuel Valera, the piano player, Cuban piano player living in New York, um, has brought some arrangements to the table, which are really nice. I'm just pulling up an arrangement of Darn That Dream, which th- this standard seems to be following me around right now. Um, it's, Bob says it's because it's the only tune I know. He's sort of not wrong, but this is a really nice arrangement of it. Uh, this is with Hans Glowishnig on bass and Clarence Penn on drums. I'm going to do another playthrough and see how close I can get pulling this up on Spotify um where are we done that dream here we go let's see just going to play the head down on this one okay i got to concentrate here let's go back and start again cuz i was just not on it too many moving parts with the microphone the bass the freaking spotify toggling through to get to the chart which i did not know okay here we go take two darn that dream it is that's the arrangement we're into the blowing um, the blowing is a little bit of a challenge just because it follows all of the reharm changes that you just heard in that beautiful arrangement so um, <clears throat> half of them I'm really comfortable with just because I've been playing down that dream for so long and then it gets into Manuel's kind of uh, different trajectory on that so the blowing changes going to be a little more reading initially it's a lot of chords a lot of notes but I love that arrangement I th- I think that shows that there can be a lot of range in uh, in this trio um, and to highlight that even further let's grab um, the other tune Manuel is bringing to the table which is an arrangement of Cold Porter's What Is This Thing Called Love uh, with this little vamp in seven let me find that and he just like you hear he just has beautiful voicings and he knows what's up so it's gonna be really nice in terms of range so let's see. Let's see if I can nail this one. To the blowing, etc., etc. I really like that arrangement. As you can tell, it doesn't take much Oh, I shouldn't say that 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 diminishes the sound of the arrangement. It's a beautiful arrangement. There's a lot going on in there, but it's also not the the most dense thing. It's also not super complicated. It's not elongated. It's over the form of the song. Just moves in and out between the the vamp in 7 over the the C major sharp 5 kind of sound and then getting into these nice kind of slash chords <coughs> and a lots of triadic ideas, you know. Bam, oh, get some body in damn Bam and lots of unison with left hand in the piano and and the bass and of course this is you know written for acoustic bass it's definitely an acoustic piano trio so it's always nice just because i love this sound so much it's nice to be uh, to be able to get to do that uh, once in a while it's not something that really comes across my desk that often um this is not the the uh, this is not the most obvious call for an electric bass player to play this style of music so i think uh It shows, you know, as, you know, Steve Smith, the freaking drummer on Don't Stop Believing and Open Arms. Like, you don't immediately think jazz piano trio uh, with Steve. So with rock drummer and electric bass, but actually we can kind of make this stuff cook with a pair of brushes and a a nice sound with with the electric and nice round sound. So it's a really nice challenge. Um, Again, it shows, you know, the potential range this trio can have, I think. Um, and we'll make for some really fun gigs. Let's see what else we got here. Um Willowcrest Cherokish. So I gotta learn this unison line. It's yet another thing. Uh, 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 uh. Ooh, I wish that was the tempo. It is most certainly not. Uh It is this tempo. It's getting there slowly. (laughs) i got to work on it a little slower than that. It's like maybe the third day I'm working on it and just getting it under my fingers. And I really have to work on it at that tempo. really making sure i'm nailing some of the the fingerings here because it's it's one of those things where it's really close to something i might play in my own vocabulary some some dialect some gwizdala vocabulary or dialect or something but there is like really subtle differences and it's just like one half step here or there which throws me off or just throws it you know to something totally unique and uh, and different from what I'm used to, so I, I can You know, it's really easy to fall into the oh, this is this thing or this is that thing I know, and then actually, oh shit, you know, that's a half step away from where you thought it was. So really important to dial it in at a very slow tempo, making sure you're you're really working on the fingering more than anything. Of course, the time and the sound and the consistency, but in order <clears throat> to make it natural once you get on the gig and not be fumbling around the fingering is really important. And then I'll just run that around and around and around. At a slow tempo like that, it's really easy to play the incorrect fingering and be able to compensate for it. At you know when when you have time, you can jump with a third finger or fourth finger where it should have been a second. I don't you're just making uh you know you can compensate for that at a slow tempo. But once you wind that up into the tempo you heard from the album, you're just going to fail basically. So. Extra, extra important to make sure that when you're working, uh, you know, for me anyway, when I'm working on something like this at a slow tempo to make sure it's the same fingering, the one I, you know, I'll I'll spend some time working out what the best one is, what's the most economical, you know, economy of movement kind of situation, um, economy of motion, I'll, I'll spend some time figuring it out, but then it's really important once I've chosen a fingering to stick with it every single time. And uh, and if I find myself making the same mistake more than once, I'll, you know, I'll dial it back even slower, and kind of train that, retrain that, that fingering, and make sure I'm nailing it every time. <laughs> Today I might not even bother playing it along to the record. It feels like I still have some way to go on it. Uh, I just wanted to play you the recording so you have an idea of what the goal is here. one of those notes there. I might try taking it up a notch. Wondering if I was going to make it through at that new tempo back-to-back time. So let's see. Mm -hmm. Yeah, getting there. to breathe. Got to keep my breathing (sighs) nice and consistent. Not get too tense. Get to the end of the passage and my shoulders are all up under my ears like... One more suicide tempo leap here um, I missed a couple of notes it already feels a little better at that higher tempo I'm not sl- I'm not slipping over the fingerings now record tempo Uh, significantly faster (laughs) let's try it from the top that wasn't shockingly far from the far from nailing it Um, that gives me a little bit of hope still a little bit sloppy but that gives me uh that actually takes some pressure off i thought i was farther away from it than i am which is great that that relaxes the next couple of days um not that i don't have you know not that there isn't a sense of urgency to have all of this completely perfect which it will be by the time i get to the uh, rehearsal studio but knowing (coughs) oh my god this cough is killing me uh knowing you are a lot closer than you thought is awesome um so yeah so that's that's my uh kind of steve smith vital information stuff in between all of that i'm also trying to just do some maintenance whether that's whether it's just chords or just, you know, whatever i need to do whatever is feeling like it needs attention uh. And of course, getting used to the new bass as well. Still, a little little short tour under, uh, under under my belt with the new instrument. This uh, this week will be good. Some really different stuff, obviously Bob stuff, and then Leo Tizer, and then Steve Smith. So that's like in ten days, really kind of going through a, a little bit of different music and some groove stuff and some swing stuff and jazz stuff. Um, seeing how kind of seamless it is and how comfortable and how natural it feels um, with uh, you know with the new instrument so that's always nice it's the new the new increased amount of live work came along uh, came along just at the right time That voicing. Well, oh, that's tough. <laughs> Whoa. Mm. Still haven't found uh, comfort or I've still haven't found the location of all the false harmonics with my right hand, so definitely something i need to work on constantly making myself a to-do list that's another thing i was thinking about neapolitan Flat two major seven over the third. Um, That was terrible. Some the the, the, this resonant uh, frequency just makes one of my pedal shelves and all the pedals on it shake. When I think it's a C. So bullshit that can wait for another day. See, my brain kind of disappears off down the rabbit hole sometimes, and I should stay focused. Um, I will stay. I need to stay focused and get all this stuff done today. <clears throat> One day I'm going to lose this cough, which would be amazing. Uh, so that's it. Yeah, if you're around, with <laughs> the first gig of the Steve Smith thing is at a Chinese restaurant in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. That I. I pretty sure it's going to be super cool and and it's going to be way cooler than it actually sounds um (laughs) it does sound bizarre that the the poster or the flyer or something that says like egg rolls and jazz so that's that's a first for me i don't think i've played at a chinese restaurant where they advertise an appetizer with the style of music uh people are going to be playing there so that's a first and then we're at birdland three nights um i think we're at the is it called the theater at birdland it's the smaller venue downstairs which is going to be great it's like the perfect opportunity to work on all this repertoire um i think steve said we're going to make a record before the end of the year so there'll be a new vital information trio album and it's the 2023 is the um 40th anniversary of vital information so that's what the tour is going to be like i said east coast and west coast uh, west coast and east coast march and june um and yeah, and then some Yanaguzdala trio dates sprinkled in there as well. I hope Europe, um, I hope we're going to get to Japan in 2023. I get so many requests. Like, Can you come to Australia? That's always on my mind. I haven't been to Australia in, I don't know, maybe six years. So definitely want to make that happen. Uh, it's just a really long way for all of us, actually. none of No one in the band is really that close to you guys. Um down there so hopefully i can put four or five dates in australia together maybe a couple in new zealand and really make the trip worthwhile it's always a blast when we come down there it really is um it's been a while since i had the band down there not since 2009 i believe i played new zealand in 2013 i was in australia a bunch in 2016 um and various times in between so yeah it's uh yeah so it's long overdue and i haven't forgotten about you guys it is definitely on my uh my list of places to come next and yeah and then europe again i'm sure we'll do something there talking to a booking agent actually now which is awesome hopefully be able to take some of the workload off my shoulders you know booking this last tour was only a week there's only five shows and it took like two months of solid work and you know i've talked a lot recently about wanting to do everything myself still and take all the risk and go non-traditional etc etc and i still think i'm going to be able to do that to a to a certain extent but there's just no way you know with lily with the baby with everything else that's going on the time just isn't there so i have to be realistic about about what is realistic um and i think working with a booking agent on some level is gonna is gonna really help that and just allow me to bring bring the band to more people and to and to places we haven't played before back to favorite places that we love coming to and um Yeah, I just posted a clip from Helsinki. That was one of the best gigs on the tour. Uh, Check that out on Instagram, or maybe I'll post a little longer form on YouTube, maybe get one song up on YouTube so you guys can check out what we were getting into, what we were exploring, kind of questions we were asking, what we were curious about. Um, It was really an amazing week making music with those two guys, with Nico and with Tom. So hopefully much more of that on the horizon and uh, i will check in with you guys girls bass players around the world before i head off to new york on monday night uh with another episode i'm sure there'll be in three days there'll be plenty more stuff to get into and plenty more to report but until then take it easy happy practicing and i'll speak to you on the next one